Welcome to The Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 2nd show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and my co-host, Keelan Harvey, local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, Aaron Alexander with Finally Social. Stop marketing to yourself. Also in studio, Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate. Does it really matter who you work with in today's real estate market? And last guest in studio, Brian Richman and Jason Irwin with Irwin Rich in Real Estate, buying and selling in a competitive market. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topics discussed or, again, to get connected with the amazing guests that we have on the show, please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at com, And let's start out today's show, as always, with a little money chat. Money. Money. And today I thought I'd bring in to studio sharing. Uh, rents are slowing down a little bit in Seattle. Single-family home rents only rose 0.4% in February compared to a year ago, according to the new report from real estate data firm CoreLogic. That's by far the smallest growth since the company began tracking the data in 2011. And it's on its way down from the average single-family rent hike of 5.8% this decade. Last year, rents rose about 4%, and just two years ago, rents rose as much as 9% annually. So renters have been waiting for relief for a long time. Rents across the region have soared 48% over the previous five years, adding an extra $550 a month to a typical renter's bill. The Seattle area led the nations in rent hikes in 2016 and 2017, according to Zillow. But now incomes are rising faster than rents, following a similar trend that has already taken place in other big cities over the past few years. Seattle is the last of the real big markets to see this cool-down trend develop. It stayed on top of a, a lot larger than anyone anywhere else. Now, you might be surprised to know that one in six single-family homes across the Seattle metro area is actually rented out. Single-family homes rentals are are especially important for families who can't season get into a one-bedroom apartment but don't have the money to buy a house. It's also an option for young singles to share to be able to save on rent uh, cost. One reason rents are starting to drop in Seattle is because of the continued uh, construction for new apartments. There are even more apartments set for 2018 and 2019. Now, there is finally some good news for renters after years of steep rent hikes that there's a chance that this could help relieve some of the home inventory shortage, making it easier, especially for first-time homebuyers to get into the market um, with the years of uh, declining 
Possibility this could persuade some of the landlords to sell their houses. Again, adding much inventory to our still really, really short inventory in the real estate market. Uh, this could be great news again for buyers, whether it's buyers coming in for second homes, uh, buying new rental properties, first time home buyers. So we'll see how this all plays out. And that's the money chat for today. Coming up next on the money hour stop marketing to yourself. Erin Alexander with Finally Social, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. Are you looking for an edge in this competitive real estate market? Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate is here to help. A top agent on the east side with 13 years of local experience and over 60 closed transactions in 2017, she can expertly help you navigate the sale of your existing home for top dollar or the purchase of your next. Sherry's success is based on her clients' repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the relationships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. There's no shortage of agents out there. Make sure you're working with the one that has your best interests at heart. If you're ready to love where you live, please contact Sherry for a no-cost consultation or visit her website at sherryputsky.com to learn how she can help you achieve your real estate goals. S-H-E-R-I-P-U-T-Z-K-E, sherryputsky.com. Hi, I'm Sherry Petsky with Windermere Real Estate. Please give me a call at 425-749-6703. I look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and my co-host, Keelan Harvey, your local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 2nd show. It's a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call for any questions or connect with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 400 1150 or online at com. Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at com. And in studio right now, first time in studio, Aaron Alexander with Finally Social. And stop marketing to yourself is the conversation we're having with Aaron. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Thank you so much for having me, Tina. 
And a little bit about Aaron. Aaron Alexander is the founder and CEO and top social butterfly, uh, FinallySocial.com. Over the last three years, Aaron has grown Finally Social from a boutique social media company to a full-service marketing enterprise. Aaron has built strong relationships with clients across the industries with a specification in real estate agents. As an active member in her community, Aaron enjoys connecting with other business owners, thought leaders, and referral partners. She is also involved with local nonprofits. Aaron, right out of the gate, uh, it's important to see how you look in your future clients' eyes, isn't it? It's absolutely. So um, what happens is is when somebody meets you, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to Google you, right? So they're going to try to figure out, is this the right real estate agent for me, the right mortgage broker? So they're going to look for you at, on Zillow, all your social media, see if you have a website. Um, and so a lot of people don't necessarily have any of that. So I would imagine it would probably be really important on uh, at least the first time and on a, maybe on a regular basis to Google yourself and kind of check out what's online there. It is. And it's really important to know um, what's going to be the most important. Uh, right now, Zillow, people are looking at Zillow, looking at how many past sales people have had, um, if you've had any testimonies, if you have your bio on there. I just recently had an agent that she did not have a testimony on there since night or 2015, and so she lost a two million dollar listing. Wow! Because she was like, "I'm sorry, but you don't look like you're active." So. Wow, that's rough. So, how should you be marketing yourself? Is that important? Um, it's very important. So, what happens is, is most people market to themselves, right? So, if you are just going on Facebook, then that's all you're doing for marketing. Um, but that's not what your audience is doing. You know, some of your audience may only do email. They may only do Instagram. They may only do LinkedIn. They may only, you know, there's a, like a top five that I do. Um, and so you have to make sure that you're blanketing and reaching out to your audience on, you know, all certain different types of social media. Yeah, that makes total sense to be covered on all the social media platforms. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, the importance of who you're marketing to. Is that important to really have that target? Yeah. Well, you need to make sure that you're, um, first of all, talk, uh, targeting your past clients. I find that a lot of agents don't actually market to their past clients, mm-hmm. which I don't understand why. But um, And then you also want to make sure that you're, you create an audience and figure out where what type of audience that you want, right? And then from there is where you can create um, different audiences t- on Facebook, for instance, to be able to run Facebook ads boost to them, and things like that. So you're talking about multiple streams of marketing. Uh, One of the things we hear a lot is Instagram. How powerful is Instagram? Instagram is very powerful, but it is only pictures. Um, And so there's going to be people that only use Instagram, but then there's also people that only use Facebook. Um, Luckily, Facebook owns Instagram, so if you ever do... You know, you put a new listing on Facebook, you can boost it or do a Facebook ad, and you can also select for it to post onto Instagram. So what about um, ha- uh, favorite hashtags for you, Erin? Because I mean, uh, obviously having <laughs> a, a real uh, catcher and some real buzz yeah, action uh, words. I do. Well, so for me, I have a new uh, movement that I'm doing. It's called Get Out of Your Pajamas, and then also Pajamas Movement. And what that is is that um, I don't have a traditional office. So my office is virtual. 
So I'm getting, you know, my office is get out of bed, go make coffee, and then go to my office right next to my bedroom. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can get caught up as an entrepreneur sure. just staying at home and staying in your pajamas, and it just, it, it's not very fun all the time. Yeah, Keelan and I wouldn't know about that. We're in the office every day, very <laughs> early. Very yeah. early, yeah. So you're talking quite literally of getting out of your pajamas, it sounds literally. like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I can understand that. That's got to be a challenge at home. So do you know the power of having your own personal website? Yes. And so the power of having your own personal website as opposed to having um, your office website that they give you, the agency website that they give you, is that you have full control of what, how you market and what you put on the website. Um, I believed in something called controlled marketing. So you put events and blogs and put your listings and your solds on your website. And then from there, you share to your social media so that way when people click, they click back to your website so they get to know you better and then they also get to interact with you better. So, Erin, you mentioned uh, Zillow and Trulio, and I know you put a lot of focus on uh, real estate, and obviously there's a lot of activity um, in the real estate platforms mm-hmm. for real estate agents. So how are you seeing that some of your real estate agent clients are losing business through Zillow and Trulio or things that they're, they're not doing correct? Well, one I think one of the most important things is when you have a sale is that you ask to get a testimony. Um, and so for Zillow, that's a, a big part of it. Um, I would say that you should always get a testimony on Zillow and on Facebook because, again, people like to read about who you are and what you're about. Um, and then always make sure that you have your past sales listed. They want to see what your track history is and make sure that your bio is current and relevant and then it's a, you know shows a little bit of your personal side as well because again they're using that as your resume, and so you want to make sure that it's completely dialed in. And I think that's I, I, so important with a bio. I think people ask that question a lot. You know, um, should I be really putting in my bio anything that has to do with personal? But when you can connect your why behind what you're doing, and right. for most of us, our why behind is our passion, which is connected to us personally. So I I love that, Erin. You know, I have to ask, because Tina's really good about this. Uh, She does her Facebook Live videos all the time. Uh, What is the power in the Facebook Live videos? How does that help? Um, That is, it's real time. So people get to know who you are. They get to watch you. They get to see you. Uh, Facebook right now is really putting an emphasis on all video, but Facebook Live uh, in particular. Um, So you're just going to get better SEO, better traction. More people are going to see you. Yeah, and Kaylin, thank you for that shout out. I didn't pay him for that, but my Facebook Live, just so anybody's looking for it, actually is a private group. So I've got a, a coaching program I do for real estate professionals and business professionals. And so once you're part of that alumni, then it's it's a, a Wednesday Facebook Live uh, challenge that I do. Nice. Um, so you can't find it, but in um, a, a, a lot of people, there's a there's a pushback for videos. And what do you see is the biggest pushback for doing video? Um, I think they just don't understand what they need to do. Uh, If somebody, so what I do for my agents is I simplify it. Mm -hmm. You know, it can just be answer a question a week or a question a month on what um, you get asked all the time. You know, if you're 
do condos, uh, what's your, what are CCNRs, what are HOA dues? Um, just really simplifying and having just a clear vision of what you're going to say on those videos helps you immensely. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I went to a, a workshop years ago, and this is when I got over video, because the presenter, I'll make it a short story, It's um, uh, but the presenter was looking out in the audience and saying, any of you that are, are there, or if you're there and you don't use video because you don't like the way you look on video, get over it. That's how you look in person, face-to-face. Now, I know the show's right. not on video, but I got that. It was like, it's wow, true. that's exactly the weird yes. thing I do with my mouth and how my eyes get really big. That's just the way that I talk. So, anyways... Well, and people are used to that. So if they see yeah. you on video, it's no different. But when I saw myself in right. video, I didn't really think I looked like that. But, you know. <laughs> I don't either. I'm like, wait, that's not me. Yeah. So, Erin, what's the uh, number one reason you see that just people are not doing? What's holding people back? Um, I think it's because they don't understand it and they don't, um, again, they market to themselves. So they don't see the value in marketing across the board. Um, and honestly, I think it's because people just don't, they don't understand why and nobody has simplified it for them as to why. Yeah, and it's you know so important. Um, everything is going towards that video. And you talked about virtual. There's a lot of people are doing things virtually mm-hmm. um, from their office. You know, our coaching program that we do is virtual. We use Zoom, and so yeah. really being able to connect and create that space is so important in advancing, no matter you know what industry that you're uh, you're in. So um, active on LinkedIn, how important is that? Because I know that's really the professional business space. It is. But again, you always have to think, you know, like they need houses as well Mm -hmm. or they need a mortgage. So they're looking to see who they know and then who do, you know, LinkedIn's all about your connections, right? Who can I connect you with? And so they're looking at um, people that they respect and seeing who is connected to them or they're looking at their LinkedIn um, LinkedIn page, and that's really the resume as well. So you want to make sure that that's all dialed in. It tells mm-hmm. what you specialize in, who you are, what your other positions have been, making sure you have pictures in there, and just having all that get recommendations if you can. Um, it's, it's just as powerful as Facebook and uh, Instagram. Good to know. Don't neglect the LinkedIn. Mm-mm. So being the expert, we have to know, what's your favorite social media outlet? At Facebook, for sure. I think um, with Facebook, you can do whatever you want. You can do Facebook mm-hmm. Lives. You can. You have to have a business page if you are a business. Um, do not have your business information on your personal page just because uh, Facebook is really into making sure that everything is separate. Um, I've known a couple people that have used their personal page only for their business and a little bit for them, and Facebook has actually shut them down. So make sure you have a business page. And with that business page, you can create audiences. You can boost your uh, listings and Mm -hmm. your solds and articles if you want or your blog, and you can create an audience so it goes out just to them. And you can also share that to Instagram. So it's so versatile and there's so many things that you can do with Facebook. Yeah, and I, I love Facebook because no matter what industry you're in, sales or not, it's all about connecting with people on a personal level. And right. Facebook is set up to connect with people on a personal level. And a little uh, shout out tip with Facebook because it took me years before I realized it and it's a huge benefit. Um, when you have a lot of people, friends, because you're just, you're accepting everybody because right. you're afraid not to, especially when you're in a sales <laughs> industry, you don't want to say yeah. no to somebody, right? right. Um, but then you've got this mass group of people 
but you can set up your friends list. And the friends list is so awesome. Do you know about that? Mm-hmm. So share the 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 benefit with um, uh, friends list. Well, what happens is is you have so many people on your Facebook. I I don't even know how many I have. But you, all your friends get lost, right? Uh, yes. So there's, you can create a list so that way your friends show up on top of everybody else mm-hmm. every time you log in. Mm-hmm. So obviously, don't put like 100 friends in there because then again, it's going to get all convoluted. But yeah. if there's like your mom or your family or your best friends or your cousins or whatever, you put them on that list so you're never missing what they're posting. Yeah, and I I like it for my, you know, my top business partners that I'm I'm friends with or ones that I'm trying to really connect on that level. I right. I built there and and so I go in there and all their stuff is there. Nice. So I don't have to look for them to right. find out what they're doing so I can comment on their stuff. And then Facebook's algorithms are freaking awesome because what it does is if you comment on somebody automatically it considers that you're a friend of theirs so now all of your stuff goes to the top of their feed and so it's really magical how strategic um that you can really get connected on a deep uh level yes yeah what do you suggest as far as those algorithms what's the best thing people can do to get more engagement on their social media um, definitely make sure um, you post everything. If it's business, obviously post everything to your business page, but make sure that you tag. Um, if you're at a business, tag the business. If you're with friends, tag your friends. Um, and then whenever you get any interactions, any comments, um, always make sure that you put their tag their name in it. So then again, it keeps putting you, every time you tag somebody, um, it'll put you to the top of the list again. Yes. So you'll just keep starting and coming back and coming back. So as we wrap up our time, Erin, one last question. Uh, we got a minute. What is the biggest mistake that you see people make when it comes to marketing? Not marketing. (laughs) That's a a pretty gosh darn big mistake. (laughs) Yeah. um, Just, again, marketing to themselves and not believing in and really being open to other marketing ideas. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming in and, and joining us. You're so welcome. Thank you guys for having me. And coming up next in the Money Hour, does it really matter who you work with when it comes to this market? We're talking about real estate. And I have Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. Are you looking for an edge in this competitive real estate market? Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate is here to help. 
a top agent on the east side with 13 years of local experience and over 60 closed transactions in 2017, she can expertly help you navigate the sale of your existing home for top dollar or the purchase of your next. Sherry's success is based on her clients' repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the relationships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. There's no shortage of agents out there. Make sure you're working with the one that has your best interests at heart. If you're ready to love where you live, please contact Sherry for a no-cost consultation or visit her website at sherryputsky.com to learn how she can help you achieve your real estate goals. S-H-E-R-I-P-U-T-Z-K-E, sherryputsky.com. Hi, I'm Sherry Petsky with Windermere Real Estate. Please give me a call at 425-749-6703. I look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and my co-host, Keelan Harvey, your local mortgage experts. Right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 2nd show. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions that you may have or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, Sherry Pucksky with Windermere Real Estate. Does it really matter who you work with when it comes to today's real estate market? Sherry, thank you so much for joining uh, Keelan and I in studio. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. And a little bit about Sherry. Uh, Sherry is ranked one of the top realtors in the greater Kirkland area. Although over 60% of her business is in her hometown of Kirkland, she gladly serves clients throughout the Puget Sound area. Sherry is a longtime resident of the East Side with 13 years experience in both new construction and residential real estate. Her clients enjoy Sherry's personal touch and appreciate the professionalism, commitment, and heartfelt care that she exhibits in every interaction. Sherry's success is based on her clients clients repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the friendships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. If you're ready to love where you live, please give Sherry a call. So Sherry, it's a seller's market out there. We all know that. Does Mm -hmm. it really matter who you hire to list your home? Well... It does. <laughs> it really matters. Uh, I'm sure you're well aware of the prices in our in our market, and everybody's looking to get top dollar for their house, and you really want to work with a professional to make sure that that happens. And, you know, buyer rep- representation, um, so you have somebody, an agent that represents the uh, the seller, which is the listing agent, and mm-hmm. then the, bu- the agent that represents the buyer, the buyer's agent, or the seller's agent. And contracts are contracts. I mean, at least in Washington State, I know there's different purchase and sale contracts in, in uh, different states or different MLSs. Um, but you may have somebody come to you and say, well, it's just the same contract, so what does it really matter? It does matter. Uh, there, there's a lot of different... Um, points of separation. Uh, one that, that I always start out with is contact with the listing agent, making that, uh, introducing yourself, um, understanding what the seller is looking for, um, and then also uh, understanding the whether or not the seller has pre-inspected the home, uh, reviewing the Form 17, um, making sure that buyer is conditionally approved so that you're coming in strong with as few contingencies as possible and uh, putting your best foot forward to do what you can to secure that property. 
That makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, with all the changing rapid market we're in, what are the recent shifts that you've seen? Um, summer is here. Things um, things have slowed down uh, a little bit. Uh, inventory is up, which I think um, people are feeling, which is it's up, but it's not nearly where it needs to be. But it's yeah. a it's a nice uh, reprieve, I'll say. Um, and it's creating some great opportunities for buyers in this marketplace. Um, somewhat less competitive uh, and just some nice opportunities for buyers to get in and secure homes. A little bit, right? We'll take anything in this market exactly. as far as inventory Relatively is concerned. Relatively speaking, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every little bit counts. So, Sherry, the risk of a seller listing their home at the top of the market... Yeah, houses are going for a premium right now, and it's it's easy to want to uh, list at the top of the uh, what your real estate agent recommends if they recommend a range, and it's a really a better strategy to go towards uh, the middle of that range. Buyers um, oftentimes at this point have experienced some fatigue. Maybe they've missed out on other opportunities and seen other properties escalate well above the asking price, and so it's easy for them to sometimes assume that the same thing will happen here. And if you're at the top of that range, they might uh, th- they might back out and decide not to move forward for fear they're, they're going to um, pay more than they want to for the home. Which then you're going to miss out on all those multiple offers. Yep, potentially yes. so. So yeah. it's uh, really a better strategy to to list towards the middle, generate the level of interest, um, and receive those multiple offers and let the, let the market take it to where it's going to go. Let the market escalate it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hearing more sellers are pre-inspecting their home prior to listing. What's the pros and what's the cons of doing that? I love it when my sellers pre-inspect homes. Uh, There are pros and cons. Um, The pros being no surprises for for either party. Your deal is not going to be... sidelined from, you know, some unexpected, maybe a, a roof replacement. If you pre-inspect the home, you're going to know that in advance and nobody's going to be ca- caught off guard. Um, cons are that the seller may uncover unknown issues that will need to be disclosed or addressed. But still, better to know before entering into a buyer contract rather than having to renegotiate terms later down the road. Yeah, and I was just going to say, in this market, uh, not as much because people are waiving their inspections. But in when we get back into a normal market, it's having those pre-inspections, just as you said, is so critical because you're better to be able to negotiate at the beginning than to be in the middle of the contract and have to come back and renegotiate because things are, you know, things that come up. So it's really interesting. That's one of those areas that you see that agents are all in or all not Mm -hmm. in that pre-inspection space. And I think another benefit too is just not having all of those within this market with the buyers coming in and, you know, doing a pre-inspection on the property prior to making an offer on it. You have all those inspectors that are coming in. Right. And damaging potentially, potentially the so. home, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It allows buyers to move forward with confidence. A lot of times there's offer review dates. If the buyer doesn't see a property till Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. and the seller is looking at offers on Monday, there might not be time to, to secure an inspector to do their own pre-inspection. And so if they still want to get in, um, they have the, the seller's inspection report to review and move forward with confidence. Yeah, and I feel, you know, a great thing in this market, you would think that we'd come up with some great solutions, but just hiring an inspector that, you know, could come in and and actually represent not the seller, but all the buyers that are coming in, you know, Um, anyways, Mm -hmm. trying to think creatively out of the box. (laughs) (laughs) What are some improvements? I mean, I hear about people talking about this all the time on the mortgage side of things, you know, uh, what can we do to the home uh, to get the best return on investment? 
Sure. There's a couple of simple things that really um, go a long ways. And I would say first and foremost is slab countertops. If the house is 80s era or prior um, and you have tile in there, just to put a slab, uh, whether it's quartz or granite. Quartz is kind of trending right now. And um, it's really a couple of thousand dollars, but the return on investment goes far exceeds that. So that's an easy way to make a, an improvement. The kitchen and the bathrooms in and of themselves are great ways or great areas to focus your investments. Uh, another one would be uh, cabinet hardware. A lot of times cabinets don't have any hardware and just adding some mm. simple um, modern pulls or uh, knobs goes a long way. In addition to a backsplash, a tile backsplash can really have a big impact as well. Um, and fresh things like fresh paint, um, new carpet, uh, pop of color on the landscaping, all relatively affordable ways uh, that really uh, buyers see or or sellers uh, a good return on their investment. Well, I mean, in the reality, curb appeal makes a big difference. You come up, you see the property, it's all those little details, and so it's sharp that really kind of make people really fall in love with that property, right? The old adage about first impressions is is never truer than real estate. I mean, you really only have one opportunity to make a great first impression, and so you really want to put your best foot forward and um, capture people's attention right out of the gate. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's talk about new construction versus uh, resale. And I, I notice in the new construction, you're, you don't really have those crazy multiple offer scenarios like you do in, in, in resale. So why is that? And what other difference is there happening in the resale versus new construction market? Well, new construction is jumping in on that bandwagon. So I, uh-huh. I do on occasion see multiple offers. And what's interesting is, is sometimes that's on a pre-sale. So it's on a not even on a house. <laughs> it's on a house to be. So, yeah. wow. uh, so you're seeing that 10, 20 multiple offers, like just the craziness or? N- no, y- yeah. it's, it's fewer. And, and sometimes uh, they review offers as they come in. Um, but the process is quite different. And first and foremost, the timing is the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. With a resale, you're generally closing anywhere from 10 to 30 to 45 days, depending upon if the buyer is uh, paying cash or paying financing. With new construction, um, depending upon when they release, the home. Um, it, it can be that time frame if it's, if it's a completed home, but oftentimes it's 30, 60, 90, 12, or 18 months, um, 30, 60, 90 or days or, or, or months. Um, so it, uh, it's, a, it's a big difference uh, in relation to, to resale. In addition, the um, financing can be a bit different because uh, as lenders, you're well aware, rate locks generally are not quite that long. So mm-hmm. uh, buyers are either floating or doing an extended rate lock. So that can be a little bit different in the process. Um, new construction can allow some level of customization. If it is a pre-sale, that varies from builder to builder, but it's just a nice way to put a personal touch on the home if that's something that the seller allows. Um, but one other uh, difference would be some of the additional costs with purchasing new construction, uh, needing to buy blinds or appliances for the home that generally yeah, and would that come. Yeah, that can be a big, a big cost uh, miss not to for have sure. that in your budgeting. Yes. Yep, but you need those things to move in and live in your home, yes. so something to keep in mind. Well, speaking to our lane, so finalizing your lender is obviously very important. So why is that important, Sherry? Um, it is, it's important because it just gives you confidence. You, you know what you're, uh, what you're moving forward with, you know what your, um, your pricing is going to look like. Generally it, um, you, you go through the underwriting process in advance, which can allow you to shorten the time frame. And if it is a multiple offer situation and the home is vacant or the seller is looking to close sooner, that can really give you an upper edge. 
Yeah, I think, you know, definitely with it being in the finance arena, as Keelan said, you know, getting that um, that pre-approval and making sure that it has been completely underwritten um, and you have you have that, that you can go in with that strong offer. Because I know a lot of uh, buyers out there are waiving finance contingency. So you cannot afford not to have that tiled in at a very, very high level. Correct. So uh, let's talk about the difference with uh, single family homes and condos. What are you seeing uh, there, Sherry? Um well, there's a lot to keep in mind. There's um, a lot of differences between the two. First and foremost uh, are the Homeowners Association dues. They can be considerably higher in a condominium. Also, when you purchase a condominium, you either uh, receive a public offering statement or a resale certificate, which is a lot of information about the dues, uh, the budget, the um, potentially a, a reserve study, which um, is an evaluation of how well-funded the association is in relation to the ongoing work and maintenance that's required. So, um and other things to be aware of, too, depending upon if you're purchasing it as a primary residence or an investment property, is whether or not there is a rent cap. That's oftentimes a big question yeah. for folks. And it's, you know, having that that time in there to make sure, especially if we talk about waiving finance contingency and, and knowing what that resale cert is, making sure that the condo is going to be approval, uh, yes. you know, it's going to be approved with the lender. We've got one right now that I uh, came in and there's a Fannie Mae guideline that's not, you know, doesn't meet the requirements. So making sure also uh, that your lender has the ability to send in exceptions to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac to see if they can kind of work around that because a lot of times they they will. But yeah, there's a lot of yes. lot of things that can happen yeah, uh, with condos. Yeah, working closely with the lender is very important on a condominium, especially yeah. up front. Mm-hmm. Sherry, I have to ask, in this market with the expensive, you know, the, the cost for a house is high, are people opting for condos or is it a mix, do you think, or... You know, it, what are you seeing? I, I see uh, the full range. I mean, if um, if there's budget constraints, sometimes people do look at condominiums, but you have to keep those dues in mind. I mean, dues vary considerably. They can be uh, hundreds of dollars, uh, you know, upwards of mm. eight, $900, which can significantly impact a budget. Um, but they, they offer a nice option because you're not responsible for some of the maintenance in, in many cases, or it's kind of the lock and leave lifestyle. So it it's up to each individual, but they do offer a nice alternative. Yeah. So every hundred dollars, that's about 20 grand in buying potential. That's what it kind of equals, depending on the down payment, obviously. But um, if you're doing in that 10, 20% down payment range, it's about $50 per per 10,000. So it can make a huge difference. I usually say you're about 30, 40 grand less than a condo price. Right. And you got to think about if that, you know, oftentimes at that price point or that dues point, there's amenities that you're paying for, whether it's a concierge Mm -hmm. or a swimming pool or a fitness center. And if you're going to utilize those, then perhaps that makes sense to you. But if you're not, certainly something to consider. Yeah. Parting tips uh, that you have. We've got a minute minute left here, Sherry. What would you? What tip would you give our uh, listeners? Uh, I would just recommend meeting up front with your agent before getting started to ensure the relationship is a good fit. Um, it's a it's a big investment. It's probably the biggest investment that you're going to make, and you want to make sure that you've got an advocate looking out for you. That's um, going to be there for you beyond the sale, uh, you know, as a, as a uh, advisor and a consultant, whether it's for future remodeling or investments, um, somebody that you can always turn to in the future. Oh, but Sherry, thank you so much for joining us in studio. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you again for having me. Thank you, Sherry. And coming up next in the Money Hour, buying and selling in this competitive market, Brian Richmond and Jason Irwin with Irwin Richmond Real Estate. Right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Are you looking for an edge in this competitive real estate market? Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate is here to help. 
a top agent on the east side with 13 years of local experience and over 60 closed transactions in 2017, she can expertly help you navigate the sale of your existing home for top dollar or the purchase of your next. Sherry's success is based on her clients' repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the relationships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. There's no shortage of agents out there. Make sure you're working with the one that has your best interests at heart. If you're ready to love where you live, please contact Sherry for a no-cost consultation or visit her website at sherryputzky.com to learn how she can help you achieve your real estate goals. S-H-E-R-I-P-U-T-Z-K-E, sherryputzky.com. Hi, I'm Sherry Petsky with Windermere Real Estate. Please give me a call at 425-749-6703. I look forward to hearing from you. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and my co-host, Keelan Harvey, your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 2nd show. We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions that you may have or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Uh, call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyr.com. And our last guest in studio for today's show is Brian Richmond and Jason Irwin with Irwin Richmond Real Estate. Buying and selling in a competitive market. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining us for the show. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. And a little bit about Brian and Jason. Irwin Richmond Real Estate is a real estate team made up of Jason Irwin and Brian Richmond. Jason's background is financial planning and CPA accounting, and Brian's background is retail sales. Jason and Brian teamed up in 2018 and bring in over 20-plus years of sales experience into the real estate world. They both knew that there was a better way to do real estate, a way in which they could educate and serve their guests one client at a time. They work in a creative win-win-win scenarios in each transaction, making sure that every party leaves happy and satisfied. They meet each client where they are at, understand their needs, and come up with a solution to solve their problems 
and solve their needs. So thanks again, you guys, for, uh, for coming in. So I'd have to imagine there's some advantages to a team. So Jason, what are each of your roles on your team? Exactly. Uh, the reason why we set up our team the way it was is because I have, I've had years of experience kind of on the buyer side. And over time, you, you start realizing how a buyer operates, what they're doing, and that will impact when you're working with a, a, a seller. So right now, my, fo- my main focus over the past couple of years has been on listings. And so when I take the approach to educate a seller or when I, when I sit down with them, I, I take it from the approach of how is a buyer going to come to you and see your house? So strictly, I work on listings. And then Brian has been successful at working with buyers. And then really, realistically, it helps. It just helps your schedule out during the week because a buyer's schedule, working mm-hmm. with buyers is completely different than with listings. And so so far, so good. Everything Everything's going going well. So for example, on a, on a given weekend, Jason, we got a house that we have a listing on. He'll be doing an open house. Then we'll have clients that are trying to buy houses. Then I'm out showing houses. And so we're able to handle multiple clients at the same time. Uh, because he can handle the sellers, and then I'm out showing the buyers. It yeah, makes, nice. Makes and you know, most real estate agents wear both hats and represent both the buyer and the seller and have the understanding of both sides. But um, it would be nice to just have that focus and to really be able to focus on that that one side. So, Jason, um, when should a seller actually con- contact a real estate professional? Ideally, as soon as possible, but I understand everyone's constraints with work and school and kids and, and everything like that. So if you can, it, to me, real estate's pretty seasonal in this area, just because mm-hmm. of the, not just because of the weather, but also schools and kids. Uh, it, basically, you'd want, ideally, a listing, anytime you list a house, you'd love a couple months or maybe three months or six months even, right? Because nobody wants to realistically sell through the holidays. So if you can start working with somebody at the beginning of the year, uh, kind of coach them through a few things. What do they have to do in terms of, you know, what's their budget? How much can they spend? Things like that. It, it really allows a smart listing broker to understand their timeline and budget. So ideally, you know, a couple months, but a little bit more is, is preferable. And with anything else, if you're planning on doing something really right up front, the first thing is to strategize and to see what you're thinking actually makes sense or not. And then you can move to the next stage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like all about having a plan, and sooner the better. Um, so being the listing expert, Jason, what are the key components to a successful listing? Exactly. So the key t- for me over the course of the few years it, in helping listings, it's, it's, it's all about three components. And the first thing, obviously, is the price. Everybody wants to worry, like, worry about how much can I get, what am I looking at, and how can I get the top dollar? Well, we focus on on price in a way where after you do a CMA and you find a range, you understand, you also want to factor in what they owe on the house, where they might be moving to, how much money they want for their next down payment, things like that. So we want to find a sweet spot where we're not at the top, but we're not at the bottom. Ideally, you know, you want to find the middle range. Also, that will market, that that price will market to the majority of buyers anyways. Uh, Number two, you want to focus on the marketing aspect. So when I think of marketing today is, again, think about how a buyer sees your house. They're first going to look at their phone on their smartphone. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at the photos. They're going to see if there's any videos. They're going to check out your, you know, all of your social platforms. They're going to look at your reviews. And you want to have everything possibly 
perfect on those outlets. So that's what we focus on, such as if, if, if somebody's going to... You coach with Aaron, our first guest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of coaching. So yeah, we, so yeah that's how you want to look at it. And then now, especially in the past couple of years, the video has taken off in a way mm-hmm. I've never, you know, real estate is finally experiencing this. You know, if you don't catch somebody's attention in a couple minutes or, or a couple seconds even, yeah. um, what are you going to do to make yourself stand out? So what we do is we always do video. We're always doing uh, the, the Facebook Live or videos on our open houses. We're always doing a pretty professional. Uh, we have an ex-Hollywood photographer, videographer that does our does work for us. And um, really trying to make a, a nice commercial almost uh, for the listing. So marketing is key. So if you can catch them on the smartphone or on the laptop mm-hmm. or... or, or um, you know, at home when they're looking at their tablets, that's that's the best thing. So that marketing-wise, um, that's where you got to win them. And the last thing, the third component a lot of sellers don't understand is the availability of their property. One quick example is we have a listing going on right now, but due to a couple of small kids, it's very hard to get an appointment set when you have kids' beds, kid bedtimes. Uh, mm. You just can't, like most buyers are kind of out there, hey, hey, can we go check this this house out on a on an evening? Well, it's pretty difficult around dinner time with little kids. So that's what I'm experiencing right now. So the availability aspect is what I coach on. When when can you be out of the house? Mm. Because buyers, when they see your house and, you, and if you've done your due diligence on price and you have exceptional photos, then buyers want to see it and you've got to make yourself available to be out of the house yeah. um and that's the key that those are that those are the three big things that i focus on i try not to make it too too complicated yeah those are the three three are pretty easy so jason if it came to the biggest mistake that somebody is making and not getting top dollar on their home when they're selling what would that be Mm, well, the first one it would probably be the repairs on a house. Okay. I can't tell you enough how when I walk into a house and I and I can, and I myself, I'm not a contractor, but I can see repairs, vis- visible repairs that need to be done on a home and they think, "Oh, that's okay." And I was like, "No, the buyer's going to call that out. We need we need to repair those items." Um, specifically things that are functional items. And so mm-hmm. when you're looking at a house, I look at it from top to bottom such as, you know, we live in an area where it rains all the time. So let's focus on the water aspect. So, you know, start with the chimney, start with the roof. Let's start with the windows and siding and work our way down to the crawl space and find out some of the big structural items that might need to be repaired first. If those are okay, let's move on to the second items. And the second category could be potential like actual things that help you operate in the house, like your um, the garage doors opening, the actual doors, the windows, the stove, the washer and dryer. Making sure that when a buyer comes in, the seller is ready, so there are no, there there aren't any going to be any problems when they're under contract. And then lastly is the aesthetics aspect. So the other things that might they might do, you know, to get the top dollar or things that they might um, not focus on is the aesthetics. And so they want to they want to you know get the yard prepped and you know maybe do some touch up around the edges of the house. And but mainly I just want to have a functioning house for a for a new buyer. I think that's kind of the win for both sides. Yeah, makes sense. So we've got all the blood, sweat, and tears into getting the house ready. We've checked all our boxes on our social media. Everything's looking great. So um, what happens when you receive an offer? So what happens when when you receive an offer? A lot of times sellers, you know, I, I'll deal with a lot of times where they bought a house one time or they've never, they've never sold a house. They've bought and recently in this market, a lot of people bought. So we've got to walk them through that because it is kind of stressful. They think once they get an offer, 
oh, this is great. We can just take that money to the bank. But it's not true. You still you could potentially still have 20 to 40 days left to to negotiate. Um, and what I always say is it, that's where the kind of like the big, you know, the magic starts to happen in terms of now the real negotiation begins. We've got to focus on holding firm on your price. If if we if you've done all your preparation on the home, made the house great, made the price price was a, was great, awesome. The um, the pictures are great. You've done prep. You've fixed everything. You've got to be prepared to hold firmly on your price, and and understand that just because, you know, there might be low inventory or something. Uh, we, we've got to hold on that price and we've, we can't just concede items just because, you know, it's, it's little, little things, right? Because that's where I'm kind of coming from, from the listing side is if you give us enough preparation, we're not going to go down on the price, right? Because mm -hmm. you've done, like I said, you've done that due diligence. So, but, but once you get under contract, I mean, you've got to be patient. Be, able, be ready to negotiate and hold firm until the end. Yeah, love that. Um, Brian, so let's go over to you. We've talked a little bit about um, with Jason on the, the seller side since he really does that for the team and representing your sellers. On the buyer side, where are you educating your buyers that they can really help themselves in the purchase of their new home? Yeah, totally. You know, it's, it's interesting because here we are in Seattle and it's a pretty aggressive market, but I yeah. find that there are advantages that buyers can do to put themselves ahead. And one of the things that I see is I, I look for opportunities where like kind of like the, the diamonds in the rough. Okay. And so many people go out and they look at houses as soon as they hit the market. And, and you can do that, but you're automatically at a disadvantage because everybody else is doing that too. Yes. So I usually go and I target houses that I'm in the, on the market for like 10 plus days where I'm not going to be going up against as much competition. Love it. Um, in addition, I'm also looking at, I, I look at the photos and there's plenty of houses out there that have bad photos. Uh -huh. just, that, that's just the reality of it. And, and or that landscaping wasn't done. Basically, what are the houses that other people didn't want that are amazing houses that just yes. maybe been maybe were overlooked? Um, for example, like there's a house that we closed in December that we got a, at a fifty thousand dollar price reduction because the photos were bad. It was I, I think there were photos from like the previous listing. I mean, they were really bad. Wow. And then it wasn't staged. And I'm like, this is an awesome house and an awesome neighborhood. And we, we got it for $50,000 less than asking price. And then- And this uh, was last, this was in December? That was in December. Wow. I, I think also that time of the year was it was yeah. kind of played a factor. And then also right now, uh, Keelan and I are actually working with a deal, uh, mm -hmm. deal where we got uh, a buyer an $8,000 seller credit. Yeah, and, and this market, you know, we asked for ten. I know. I saw that kind yeah. of Keel and I were talking. I was like, "What? I've, <laughs> yeah. I can't re Seller even remember credit? the well, last time." <laughs> what does that have in? But yeah. but we but we asked we asked for we asked for ten thousand, and we ended up getting eight. So, mm -hmm. and I think part of it too, like when you you know, a lot of people just go and pick like any real estate broker. Oh, I'm just buying a house. Who cares mm -hmm. who my real estate broker is? But like, you want to have somebody who knows how to negotiate deals. Yeah, and that that is my job as a buyer's agent is. Number one to find you the house, but then number two to negotiate a deal, and that and I do that through, you know, whether it be the the price of the house or, or maybe how long it's been on the market, or mm -hmm. through the inspection. If something comes back on the inspection report, I am hounding the selling agent to say, "Hey, give us a price reduction," because that's that's my job. Yeah. And so a good broker, if they're doing it, they should you know, they should actually get houses under asking value, not at or, at or above. So if you're paying over asking value, you're you're, you're, you're not, your broker's, you're either going for a house that everybody else wants, yes. which there's not much you can do, or your broker's not doing what they need to be doing. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, speaking of working together, why work with your team versus my friend who's a real estate broker? 
which you guys are our friends, but yeah. one of our listeners, their friends are real estate brokers. So, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get pressured into that. Like, let's say your family or friends are are a real estate broker and they and they are they're not doing it full time. I mean, the biggest thing with uh, with the, our team is that we're in it every day, seven days a week, and so you're kind of looking for somebody who who kind of is fully immersed in the buying or the selling aspect of a house. And so that's kind of where we're, we're focused on. If you're looking at a friend and they're like, yeah, you should get into real estate or let me help you buy a house. I mean, that's not the pitch I want to hear. <laughs> I mean, I want to I do some research. If you're a buyer or a seller, you, you want to do your research and find somebody who's in, in, in this business day in, day out and looking at every aspect of that industry. So yeah. for us, the team, team approach works. We, we sit down with clients and, and they love our approach. Yeah. So we've got uh, one minute to wrap up the show here. Um, The importance of working with a buyer's agent versus a large corporation. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, you know, in a large corporation, you just get you're just one of many Uh, versus when when you're working with a buyer's agent or even, you know, a seller's agent like Jason. Our job is to work with you individually, find out exactly what your needs are and find out what we can do to help solve your needs. You know, so sometimes, you know, houses need to be fixed up and we'll work with contractors to get contractors in there. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, you have an odd schedule. Well, great. My schedule will be odd just as yours is. Yours is. So if, if we have to go look at houses at 8 o'clock in the morning, we're looking at houses at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, when you, when you work with somebody who's an individual who knows your needs, then you're going you're gonna to have a lot better chance of buying the house that you want and buying the house at the price you want. Well, thanks you guys so much for joining us in studio. It's been a pleasure to, uh, to have you here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to speaking with you next Saturday right here, same time, same place, 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.